1: Back with you folks it's a great honor uh it's a great honor to have this broadcast and go across your airwaves and come across them and find you guys there thank you for that I, I just wanted to report to you that i was looking at appleetics and not even looking at the other side of those things on the samsung side or the android side or anything like that but it looks like there's 16 nations uh, listen to us, brother Kevin, 16 countries. There's people representing 16 countries that we speak and we're honored by that. And I know we get, give silly missionary stories and all that, but uh, I, I'm glad that you enjoy the meat. I'm glad that you enjoy a laugh with us. And, and I'm always uh, privileged. I'm even going to read a note in next week's uh, podcast. I'm going to start pulling up some notes again that we hear from you people and how y'all been helped. And, and, and I'm going to do that next week. So keep those notes coming. Uh, Brother Kevin, good morning to you. I just wanted to give you a chance to say good morning and tell us your funny missionary story.
2: Yeah, well, good morning from Phoenix. I'm I'm in an RV, as I oftentimes am. It's my home on wheels. And um, Phoenix is a beautiful place, beautiful uh, spot to be with an RV in the winter. But my funny story involves RVs. It's it's another one of these Uh, stories from the annals of great dumping disasters of history of modern (laughs) times. And and, uh, this one is uh, we had just arrived in California with a uh, large tour bus converted over to a motor home. And uh, we pulled, and I knew, you know, when you got seven kids, I think we had six, six kids at the time. When you pull in and the holding, we had a 150 gallon black water holding tank. It was made out of a fuel. Remember we, we converted this ourselves. So it was made out of a fuel tank of a, of a big rig of some kind. And that thing was full. So you got 150 gallons. The average is 40 gallons in an RV. This thing was massive, but we had a massive family. And, and so I'm like, where can we dump? Where can we dump? So I pulled into a convenience store in Fallbrook, California, near Camp Pendleton. And, um, I saw a, a clean out on the ground that looked like it was probably there for RVs. And I walked into the convenience store and I talked to the typical convenience store clerk, you know, a young punk looking guy. And I said, I said, is that for RV dumping? He said, yeah, we were having trouble last week, but I think they fixed it. I said, good. Thank you. Cause man, we have to dump the, this, this rig. It's got to go. So, um, where I had to park to do it was a long way from the rig. So I had to stretch about three hoses together with their quick locks. And, um, and so I was a little distance away. So you pull a T handle on the side of the rig. Right. And then, uh, out, you know, flows the, um, the stuff and it goes down into the ground. Well, I pulled the thing and I looked, you know, it was about fifteen or twenty feet away, the other end where it went into the ground, and it looked like it was flowing. And I said, "Okay, we'll look, we'll, it looks good." So I, the, it's flowing. I, by the time I got to the the clean out where it was, you know, going into the septic system or sewer. It had risen up because that tank was full. It was, not, it was not in good condition. So it was doing the Cobra maneuver. It was just just spraying back and forth Ow. because it's, it's 150 gallons. And so it's high pressure. Of, it's a tall tank. It was a three and a half feet tall tank. And it is just painting the parking lot with stuff. Okay, so... It was, it was hideous and I'm watching it. And so there's a family of eights waste all over the convenience oh. store in California oh. and they're all conscious about it. The environment and the, and it's running down in front of the store. It was horrible. So by the time I sprinted back to the T handle and was able to shut it off, we had lost, I don't know, five gallons or something. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh." and and so uh, I, 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 I just thought, okay, there's large pieces. And so I ran inside the store. I didn't have a shovel. I said, sir, (laughs) I I didn't know what else to say. I said, sir, this is a strange question. I didn't say what happened, but I said, I got a little trouble going on. Is there a shovel? in the area he said yeah there's actually one out in the in the supply room attached to the back of the store i said great i went back there and i shoveled up the hunks and i'm talking about i was in high gear because i'm thinking i do not want people walking through this stuff so all the hunks were thrown into the shrubs beside the store and in front of the store and then i went uh, I thought, ah. Oh, oh. uh, I said, sir, is there a hose? He said, yeah, there's a hose out. And so I hooked up a hose. I think I used my hose in, on his spigot, uh, his little faucet hydrant. And uh, and so I'm just like fire hosing. And praise God, there wasn't a, a, a lot of customers during that time. And I'm just hosing the front of the store. So whenever a customer would walk by, I just would act like, yeah, you know, I was hired into." You know, we're cleaning up the, you know, kind of pressure washing out in front of the store. And uh, praise God, not a soul said anything, not a soul smelled anything, but it was a traumatic, funny, and funny thing to remember. Brother.
1: Oh, man. Those, yeah, those are things that, that stick with you. <laughs> no, no pun yeah.
2: intended, but the, I'm glad it didn't stick with the uh, store. That oh, was...
1: oh, yeah. Wow, that's great. You know, every time I listen to you, brother, I'm glad I'm not riding around in a camper, but I appreciate, uh, or in your case, a coach, I appreciate uh, what you do for a God with that and stuff. But boy, there's so many. That stuff happens. You got to be half mechanic and, uh, you know, half engineer. (laughs) Uh, to run these things it happens, and you yeah. got to have some dirty jobs training you got to watch dirty jobs and Mike Rowe to know how to hit some of these things but I Amen. think yeah yeah anyway folks we're moving forward and we've been talking uh we've been doing this week in honor of Caleb uh Klingerman and again we we have no idea what his family's going through as far as grief goes we we just didn't hang up the phone with them or anything we just decided to cover grief and loss in honor of Caleb moving on to heaven and to be absent from the body of to be present with the Lord. Caleb has never been more alive than he is right now. But in honor of Caleb going to heaven, I realized just how many people in this world are hurting. Just uh, I've been there and I've been telling you a little bit about what I went through losing my mom and uh, that Great Depression with that, losing my sister uh, in March of 2020 to the pandemic, to uh, COVID, losing people I love. Uh, I think we've lost somewhere. I've lost count. We go to a large church here in town, 16 or 17 17 people have went to heaven. Uh, Dear friends of mine have went to heaven. So I I would say uh, to all of you, dear friends, that depression is something that comes through that. And so today's word of the day is depression. And in this case, it's caused by death. Uh, Sometimes we get depression, you know, uh, from work experiences, relationships, and things like all that. But I found myself reading Job chapter 3 a couple minutes ago when when Kevin was telling his story. I was looking real close and and, uh, uh, and how that, you know, there was a real deep despair. If you go to a concordance and you type in deep despair, sadness, uh, you know, Job's there. And listen, I'm not somebody to point at Job and say, boy, he lost it. He's tanking this. He, no. Let me tell you, I have no problem with Job, and I have no problem with Mrs. Job. When life happens, stuff shows up. Yeah. And, and, folks, life is hard. It's, it's not the Waltons and, you know, the, the tragedy ends at the end of the one-hour episode. It's not the end of a television show. It's real I mean, there's people out there going to heaven. There's people experiencing great loss, and and Job experienced very, very great loss. And and I'm pretty certain that the more I look through the Bible, it understands the that deep sadness and despairs, and it gives us comfort. And and some of the verses, you know, that I looked at briefly, uh, come on to me all ye that labor and a heavy laden and I will give you rest. And I'll tell you in the midst of depression and I've been there caused by jobs, uh, not necessarily caused by relationships, thank goodness. I've had the same relationship. Forty years ago today, I took a picture of Debbie and I. I just shared it again on Facebook. We had been going out for about two weeks, uh, and we took a picture together in her kitchen of her parents' home, and and uh, so I'm very thankful for that. And then, cast in all your care upon him, Jesus, for he careth for you. So when depression comes, and it's coming, folks. You know, these things we're talking about, it's not if. You're not less spiritual if something shows up in your life. No, they're common. When depression comes, it's coming. You're going to get it. You're either in depression now, just came out of depression, or you're going into depression. This is a daily battle, man. We're living in a world that's not ours. We're pilgrims. you know. We're marching through something that what they think is right is biblically wrong. What they say is wrong is biblically right. Uh, We live in a world where people want to condemn you. We live in a world where the world wants to name heroes and losers. And uh, sadly, uh, they name one hero and a hundred losers. And uh, we live in a world where sometimes we feel too fat, too ugly too anything. And, and we got this great God that says, stop this, stop this, you know, cast your care upon me. Just stop what you're doing. Just come on to me. Just come on. Just come in. So this is those times when that depression comes. And and, and we're going to spend this entire episode. Or a minute, I'll pass this to Kevin after our, uh, you know, the radio stations do what they have to do. I'm going to pass this on to Kevin. But but listen, depression's coming, folks. Again, either you're in it now, you've just left it, or it's coming again. But when it does come, when it does come, there's a book of rules. There's depression rules. And, uh, and number one, you've got to cast all your care upon him because he careth for you. Just come on to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We'll be right back with you. Hang with us for about 15 seconds. Thank you so much. I just want to explain again, for those of you who are hearing the music, you're listening to this on a uh, probably a podcast device or something like that. Those of you who listen on radio stations can't understand when I say I'll be back in 15 seconds. It may be a minute and a half, so I have to stop saying that. But, Kevin, here we are. And, boy, you're no stranger. I'm no stranger. There's no one on earth that's a stranger to depression. And, yeah. boy, when it comes. What are you thinking,
2: brother? Yeah. Depression is so normal. You know, Jesus began to be sorrowful and very heavy. So we go through what he went through and he's touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He catches our, he catches our tears in a bottle. You know, yeah. he says, our you know, David said, are they not in thy bottle? So there's a, there's a, 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 a there's a reality of depression that is that is good for us because it's followed by God's comfort, or it, it can be followed by God's comfort. But you know, again, I, I want to say that when someone's going through this, only the closest of friends can go to them and and offer personal counsel like you've been here long enough or or it's time to move on. We just need to affirm someone's depression if they're if they're sorrowful. A funny example was two days ago two evenings ago i was out bowling and in the group that was in the bowling alley there I, you know i had a pretty good night um i i we bowled it was an unlimited bowling thing it's after the leagues were done and um and so as we as we were you know some people just weren't doing so good and uh, <laughs> so i've been there I, yeah I, I I actually did a, a 180 which is you know pretty awful good for me. I had I think it was six strikes uh three spares and an eight, which is mm. you know pretty cotton picking good. I think so but the the other person wasn't doing too good and so i I caught myself wanting to be a little bit too, high-minded and light about their suffering because they had a couple really bad games as one person and as they would uh turn around from a gutter ball i, I wanted to say like hey cheer up there's, there's, you know, God's still on the throne. Romans 8, still in the book. <laughs> <you know>? And <laughs> I stopped myself because I wasn't a good friend of the person. You know, it might've been, it might've been hurtful, but I had to also recognize, you know what, it's talk is cheap. I could have easily in my good game just said, Hey man, it'll, you know, cheer up because I'm happy. I want you to be happy. The flip side is I can be depressed and I don't want someone to be happy. So while they're, you know, dealing with bargaining or acceptance or whatever, I can be like, you have no right to try to, you know, it'll, it won't last. And so, uh, yeah, the number one, I think we should learn to affirm someone if they're going through that deep stages of depression you know I remember someone doug is actually a member of my family who was going through um a um, a, a miscarriage and I, I know many people up out there listening have lost a child so some of them you know not you know after it was born some were stillborn, some were lost and, and certainly we're doing this in honor of of some a family that lost an adult you know a a, a who I don't know 16 or something like that so and I'm sorry if I'm wrong on the on yeah the age. He's, he's
1: a couple and a half years older than that yeah, yeah.
2: okay so he was really an adult child on oh right. my soul And so it's natural. So when you go through denial and then anger, and then, you know, so the, the high of denial or the shock, the shock where you just want to, you know, deny it. And then anger is you, you plunge down into why did this happen? Someone's got to pay. This is an injustice. And then in bargaining where you're like, you know what, maybe we can somehow, you know, we'll, we'll just, we'll learn to live with their memory and everything we'll do will be in their memory and, and, and it'll be, it'll be great again. Won't it? And, and then after a while, you can't sustain that because it doesn't really work out just like that. And it's natural to your emotions tank and you are plunged into depression because you're tired. And when you're down in this, again, the deepest valley, Jesus was there. And while, while we're down there, we need to recognize that um, it's normal. And I remember this loved one who was going through a... Uh, a season of a miscarriage, um, uh, they were in, in a bed and someone who was not there I remember, uh, when I went to check on that individual, I, I looked into the, to the, I was in the, in the home and I looked in through the bedroom door and here was someone else had come to see them. Well, this was not someone that knew them. And I noticed that that person was kneeling down, uh, and kind of had their hands around, the hand of, of my loved one that was losing a baby, literally losing a a baby at that time in a miscarriage. And I, my first thought was, huh? Wow. Well, maybe they're just coming saying, can I do anything for you? And let me just pray for you. And, and I love you so much. Maybe they, you know, maybe this is good and they're just affirming. I found out later that that individual number one had no connection to the person going through it. So they should have stayed away you know, maybe send a card or a message or a chocolate bar. I don't know what, but instead what they actually said, it came out was they were saying, I just want you to know, I'm here to remind you, God sent me to remind you that, that this is going to work out for the good. And I'm so glad. And they use the term, I'm so glad this is happening to you because you're going to come out of this so strong. And oh. it was their way of, 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 of trying to get, you know, they were projecting their own, their own shock at this, that this is happening to someone that they were a friend of a friend of. And they thought they'd be miss spiritual. It was a female, obviously it was in there. And folks, the reality is they were invading the space of someone else during grief. And rather than affirming it, they were trying to deny that they had any right to go through this depression and so forth. And, uh, folks, it's just real. And we have to go through this thing. I lost my sister a few years ago. I looked at her picture the other, uh, just last night, I, I came across a picture. It was, I was blindsided by the picture and it was a picture when she was young and vibrant and it was probably the late eighties. And I was plunged into a little bit of grief again and depression because, you know, like, oh, I didn't get to really enjoy this time with them. Well, that's, that's natural. And you know what? It was good for me to shed some tears and it's good. You know, the Bible says it's good for me that I've been afflicted. I might learn Thy statutes. God knows how to bring goodness out of depression.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and I think, I think that's a very good example. And, and I want to say this. So when depression comes and it's going to come, that's when we find ourselves most susceptible to, uh to the the devil to the wiles of the devil and in many cases he's shooting thoughts of suicide our way thoughts of we're of no value and uh, i remind you that over in first corinthians 3 16 and 17 know ye not that you are uh ye are the temple of god and the spirit of god dwelleth in you if any man defile the temple of god him shall god destroy for the temple of god is holy which is God. So God looks at your body and looks at you as a temple of God. Yeah. And then he reminds people, Kevin, you know, over in Ecclesiastes, I, I speak a lot about Ecclesiastes chapter seven and, in, in in terms of looking at life and making sense of life. And, 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 you know, and here comes our Lord and, you know, be not much over wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why shouldest thou die before thy time? God gives us this thing, Kevin called free will. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I'm glad we have free will. We have free will to accept our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have free will to marry whom we choose. We, we have free will to go into that career that God gives for us. We, we have free will to, to worship in a way we choose to worship, to join the church that we love and we can yoke up next to and become part of. That's a real big deal. But God reminds us, don't take that free will and be foolish. And, and, you know, and God also reminds us that he He knows the thoughts he has taught us. And I'm just quoting this from memory and thoughts of peace and not of evil. And I remember that verse at the end, it says to give us an expected end or God has a plan for our lives, folks. Yeah. So I want and again, I don't know anybody. Again, we have not, uh, this is not about the in I have not spoken with them personally. And if I had, I wouldn't be telling you, this is for everybody who's lost somebody. And, uh, I have worked with no less than a hundred people who've been suicidal. And I can say that firmly, maybe a couple hundred, I don't know how many people I've dropped off at the local hospital and, and things of that nature. And, and you think you might say to yourself, well, brother Doug, when does this suicidal junk show up? Well, it shows up when we get down and depressed and, uh, uh, you know, when, when we get down and we get depressed, you know, Judas walked this earth with his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, watched sign miracles, saw things that none of us will ever see unless God shows us movies in heaven. Uh, and, and he chose, he got so depressed and the devil sold him out that there was no value for him to go forward. So if somebody, and he sold out, we know that he sold out Christ for 30 pieces of silver. But the point I'm trying to make to you folks is be careful. You know, when depression comes and it's going to, and it may not be hooked to this grief of losing somebody. It may be hooked to the grief of losing a boyfriend or girlfriend. It may be hooked to the grief of, uh, you know, I had one parent who called me. And because this person's daughter had graduated from college and was getting married, the parent was really having a hard time with that. But anything that causes depression, boy, we need to stop and we need to go on to him. Those of us who are heavy man when you're heavy just cross over grab god and uh yeah. boy he'll grab you right back and he'll hold you and lift you up and he'll brush you off and and move you forward well we sure do love you folks for anything we can do to help make sure you look for us at help for wounded spirits facebook page or Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. you all know kevin rob's name by now he's out there on facebook and uh stop by and see kevin say hi to him we sure do love you folks hope you have a great day and hey with that smile today that only god can give you thank you
0: unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com